case people come, don't believe us. Yeah. How come he's not wearing a toque? Oh, he's not from the Great White North, yeah. eh? Okay, so if you'd like to uh, put on uh, a toque and some headphones, we can uh, do the hit single now. Sure. Okay. I, that'd be great. Do you, you have the lyric sheet? Oh, yeah. Okay. I, I memorized them. Oh, great. Beauty. How, okay. did, how did you do that so fast? I'm a professional, eh? Oh. <laughs> we'll just sit over here, like, while you're singing, eh? Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. Thanks, guys. Okay. Good luck, eh? Good okay. Luck. Okay. This is where the DJ talks. Don't say anything. Okay. Good day and welcome to our single. I'm Bob McKenzie and this is my brother Doug. How's it going, eh? Good morning, Toronto, and welcome to the Nooner and Spud Radio Hour. I'm Kathy Murphy, Executive Director of the Irish Canadian Immigration Centre. And I'm Jane Noonan, Executive Director of the Ireland Fund of Canada. Joining us this week are some very special guests. And judging by the look of them, they were out late last night, so bear with them. Now, <laughs> lads, be sure to enunciate and speak slowly. And now you're in Canada. We've got Toronto listeners, so you might want to flatten out that leash accent there, O'Brien. Right. So please give a warm Canadian welcome to Mark O'Brien and Ken Tracy. Mark and Ken, would you tell our listeners a little bit about yourselves? Oh, that's <laughs> diabolical. That <laughs> is unbelievable. Show. First of all, oh, you muck my. up the intro, <laughs> and then you try to put us on the spot. Uh, hey, I think they came out with the, That's yeah. shocking, huh? We were born, yeah. And no baked goods either. Zero. zero. Nothing. Yeah. They came empty handed. <laughs> that's just shocking stuff altogether. What was that opening all about? Uh, well, that's just a little bit of Canadian. A. That's a part a. of a, you know, hoser. Right. Jane right. and I, it's a bit of our history right there. <laughs> a. We're both this Canadian. This is the Ireland Fund of Canada show. This oh, okay, right. very good, yeah, very yeah. good, very we'll good. I think Jane wanted to clarify something, actually. Okay. I did. Thank you, Kathy. So, um, as you uh, announced to your listeners last week that you did donate this hour uh, mm-hmm. to the Ireland Fund for our day at the races, which is greatly appreciated. Uh, I just wanted to clarify, though, that it was an Ireland Fund supporter, Mike Smith, who purchased the hour. Excellent. And donated it to me to use it to promote the Ireland Fund and our upcoming events. So, thanks, right. Mike. Very good, Mike. So, well it's Mike. so, it's Mike. We need to... Yeah, we need to go after Mike. I think, I think so, yeah. <laughs> Mike's responsible torture. responsible for the listenership decline this weekend. So <laughs> this could be the first show we don't put up on iTunes. I'd say. Oh, yeah, probably. Nice. We were going to yeah. be able to sell this show. Are you kidding? There's going to be money really made on this seller. show. Yeah, all right. Especially because, in honor of Jane, my colleague, all of the music today will be brought to you from the island of Newfoundland and Labrador. Oh, wonderful. You know That's what? Great. We embrace that. We have we, a, a we've had a Newfoundland quota. bands on here before. Oh, excellent! Yeah. Good. What do you we mean are... you weren't listening? <laughs> uh, no, sorry, of course. And yes. they were really—they're mm-hmm. my favorites. Right. Yeah. Right. Who were they? Uh, and I'm going to bring you some more of my favorites this week. Wonderful. Okay. Great. Very good. And so I see, Kathy, you came prepared with your leash jersey on. <laughs> I am wearing the colors in honor of Mr. O'Brien. Yeah. Jane, the size of the hug she got today. <laughs> Uh, again, I think we covered my Newfoundland heritage. Uh, right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You know, Newfoundland is very close to Sligo, right? <laughs> it is, yeah. Yeah, did I you swim over? Geographically. <laughs> geographically. Yeah, geographically. They Air probably Muller. were once connected, Ken. We could be related. Oh, God. Do <laughs> 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 yeah. <wave> music? <laughs> I'm not sure the DNA test would, uh, would verify anything like that. But um, listen, we got someone else here today. Um, 
Someone Norita, surprised us. Norita Fleming surprises with a little visit here. And surprised the girls too, I think. Good morning. Uh, we've had a bit of an ongoing uh, joke going on here, right? We have. Yeah. Sure have. Well, the last time uh, I was in, we were in for the Irish Choral Concert, right? And um, then I was listening to the show the following week and the two lads were, oh my God, no home-baked Christmas cake. What are we going to do? <laughs> what are we going to do? So I, unfortunately, I was in Ottawa the next week because it was in Ottawa for New Year's Eve, right? So anyway, I thought, I'll visit Deirdre McKenna, because she always makes Christmas cake. So lads, I've got a slice each for you. Woo-hoo. Oh my gosh, uh, Christmas cake. for Jane and I. I have a taster for both of you. Oh, taster. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Okay. And I have two tasters for <laughs> Alex to take home to his, for himself and oh, his wife. Oh, fantastic. Um, wow. Did you so bring anything for my kids, Norita? Because they're next door, you see. And, and look actually, at them, they look pathetic. I uh, actually did. Oh. Shortbread. Oh, but you can all lovely. share it. Could you look at this, Ken? Look at this. Oh, oh my God. That's what? gorgeous. Wow. Now, so Deirdre made thank this. Deirdre McKenna. So if you Deirdre, want to call her, she's 416 We're going to do a show from her kitchen in well, September, know. October next year. And uh, we want to see how she makes this cake. Right yeah. in front of it. We'll do a full show. We should do... Um, in our kitchen. You know what we should do for next Christmas? It's like one of these reality things. Like a bake-off. <laughs> right? People could be making uh, brown bread and soda bread. Yeah. Shortbread. Christmas cake. Gluten-free Christmas cake. Yeah. yeah. And then we could have yeah. the big final oh, yeah. right here in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> and it could be printed in the Irish Oh, oh there you go, you see. That. Oh, that's Wonderful. a winning recipe. Okay, well, I well, think thanks uh, a million, that's Deirdre. fantastic, and Deirdre. thanks, Narita. That's outstanding. I can't wait to get into this cake. Won't make it to the 407. <laughs> <laughs> not a hope. <laughs> yeah, not a hope. No, not I did a too. cleanse this week as well. Ah, no. Monday to go? Friday. I went really well. Yeah. From Monday to Friday. Dropped 10 pounds in five days. What kind of cleanse? Ah, uh, you know, like shakes and bars and water. Beet and juice. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't very good. So anyway, great. this should this should erase it anyway. This will skin is all aglow. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> He's there in a t-shirt. Too. Yeah, yeah. I got my Hockey Canada t-shirt. Right. Yeah. Did yeah. my little thing. Don't worry, I can read it. Yeah. All right. Pretty good. We've got some guests calling in today or two, right? We do. Yeah. A big announcement today. The IPOY. Kitty Freely will be calling in. And we also have some of your guests. We do. We have Alice Gibson, who's uh, the vice chair of the Young Professionals Perfect. with the Ireland Fund. So she's going to call in. Ah, wonderful stuff. Good. good. Well, stay tuned for that, folks. And uh, Norita, were you happy with the uh, the outcome of the concert? Or was yeah, it was, ama- happy? it was amazing because it was a terrible um, it was, night. Yeah. And we thought when we were coming out, because we don't see the guests ahead of time. We thought if there's 30 people in the Pure Spirit, lucky. We had about 250. Fantastic. Well it was amazing. It was a huge success. Wonderful. So, uh, the next, she'll be, we'll be doing a rock and roll concert in May. So, we'll, oh. we'll book you in there for that. Looking nice. forward to that. you got to yeah. come in and tell us all about that. Oh, when, yeah. I'll bring when her the time too. is right. Yes, yeah. absolutely. And, and we'll see what we can do spring wise for May. All right. Okay, thank you guys. And thank you thank for dropping off so the much. stuff. That's fantastic. Thank you. Yeah, okay. Right, girls. So, are we ready for our first song? Um, are we? Do you think we are? Oh, I'm ready it. for anything right now. Good. Okay. Yeah. So, this first song was written in 1947 and is popular throughout the island. In the early 90s, though, it became an informal anthem for Newfoundland and Labrador following the collapse of the cod fishery. This version was recorded in 1999 by the Irish descendants. Let me fish off Cape St. Mary's. Mm-hmm. 
back to my western boat Let me fish off Cape St. Mary's Where the hag downs sail and the foghorns wail With my friends the Browns and the Clarys Let me fish off Cape St. Mary's Let me feel my dory lift To the broad Atlantic combers Where the tide rips swirl And the wild doves whirl where old Neptune calls the numbers Neath the broad Atlantic comers Let me sail up Golden Bay With my oil skins all a-streaming From the thunder squall when I hauled me troll And my old Cape Anna gleaming With my oil skins all a-streaming Let me view that rugged shore Where the beach is all a-glisten where the capelins spawn Where from dusk to dawn Debate your troll and listen To the undertow a-hissin' Let me fish off Cape 
The Quinn family invite you to visit downtown Toronto's oasis of Irish hospitality at the Irish Embassy, 49 Young Street at Wellington, and PJ O'Brien's at 39 Colborne, just behind the King Edward Hotel. The Irish Embassy, a landmark of classic architecture, is your downtown destination for drinks, snacks, lunch, or dinner. Call 416-866-8282. And just around the corner, enjoy the local pub atmosphere of PJ O'Brien's, serving the best in pub fare and also your downtown venue for an intimate evening dinner. PJ's has live music every Friday and Saturday night. Call PJ's at 416-815-7562. For Monoman, Brendan Dolan and his team welcome you to the Irish Shabeen Pub, Etobicoke's newest Irish pub at 5555 Eglin Avenue West, just a few blocks west of Renforth Avenue. The Irish Shabine has been inspired by tradition and a desire to bring you the best possible Irish pub experience. Enjoy our warm interior decor that includes a large bar area and a variety of cozy spots to call your own. Our menu has a wide variety of delicious pub fare and we also offer a schedule of weekly live entertainment. The Irish Shabine can seat over 150 patrons and we also offer a cozy 25-seat centennial boardroom with a fireplace and a 60-inch flat screen for meeting and presentations. This unique space is ideal for your special event, team, or association meetings. Drop in anytime and say hello to Brendan and his friendly team or give us a call at 416-695-9178. Once again, the Irish Shabine is located at 5555 Eglinton Avenue West, just a few blocks west of Renforth Avenue. Well, as most folks know, listening to this show, Aer Lingus will be starting year-round flights in April from Toronto to Dublin and vice versa. And we're delighted to announce that Aer Lingus are coming on as a new sponsor for our show. And they'll be bringing the news from Ireland to us every week. Wow. Not exciting, Mark? I love it. I'll I tell you. So here we are. Without further ado, the first one. It's the news from Ireland brought to you by Aer Lingus. Good morning, Al- uh, Desmond. I was going to say Alex. <laughs> you did. Did I? That's okay. That's okay, folks. If you're going to confuse me with anyone on radio, I'm, I'm glad that it's Alex. It's a great comparison to make. Uh, thanks very much, lads and ladies down there in the studio. Uh, Desmond Devoy here with the news from Ireland for this week, which is brought to you this week by our good friends at Aer Lingus. Here are the top stories that have been making headlines in Ireland. Our top story this morning. The Reverend Dr. Ian Paisley has accused Taoiseach Liam Cosgrove's government of provoking the Dublin and Monaghan bombings of 1974, which killed 33 people. The former First Minister of Northern Ireland, in what is being touted as his last broadcast interview with journalist Eamon Malley on the BBC, said that the Southern government brought the Ulster Volunteer Force bombings on themselves because of, quote, their ridiculous attitude to Northern Ireland. No one has ever been convicted of the bombings. Paisley said he was shocked by the bombings and that they were not justified, just as he was angered by the shooting of 13 innocent people in Derry on Bloody Sunday, 1972. He agreed with the inquiry afterwards, which found that those killed were not using weapons and were making a legal protest. He even praised the apology for Bloody Sunday made by British Prime Minister David Cameron in 2010, and that he was glad to hear a British leader tell the truth about what happened. While he admitted that there was discrimination against Roman Catholics in Northern Ireland in the 60s and before, in areas of housing, education, employment, and politically, and that such discrimination was unacceptable, he charged that the civil rights movement in the North in the 60s was but a front for the United Ireland movement and other more radical elements. Paisley is now 87 and is still at the Ulster Hospital in Dundonald, County Down. 
He spent the new year in hospital after taking ill, but he is said to be making a good recovery. First Minister Peter Robinson, a Paisley protege, has disagreed with his old mentor's assessment of the 74 bombings, saying Paisley was going down, quote, a very dangerous road, as the only people responsible for the bombings were the terrorists themselves. But he did add that people may be pleasantly surprised by his Bloody Sunday comments. Civil rights campaigner, even, uh, campaigner even, Ivan Cooper, rather, of Derry, called Paisley's words, quote, a shock, calling his comments a conversion, but noting that Paisley often countermarched against civil rights in his day. In other news this morning, former President Mary McAleese has charged that the Roman Catholic Church is in denial about homosexuality. In comments first published in Scotland's Glasgow Herald, she said that, quote, I don't like my church's attitude to gay people. I don't like love the sinner, hate the sin. She added that in her estimation, quote, a very large number of priests are gay. She made her comments to the paper before a speech to the Royal Society in Edinburgh, and she commented on the scandal over Cardinal Keith O'Brien, who resigned last year as an archbishop, when he, it was revealed that he had had a homosexual relationship with a young priest. She said she wished O'Brien had been willing to tell his life story and come out of the closet, which could have been a great assistance to gay people inside and outside of the church, quote, who felt over many, many years constrained to pretend to be heterosexual while acting a different life. A member of the Association of Catholic Priests has said that he is glad former President McAleese made public comments concerning the Catholic Church's attitude towards homosexuality. Father Tony Flannery of the Association of Catholic Priests told RTE that when the Church's approach to a moral issue is clearly out of tune with the Catholic faithful, it has to be reconsidered. Catholic Communications Office said that the Church, quote, clearly teaches that people who are homosexual must always be treated with sensitivity, compassion, and respect. Well, a very happy news story to bring you this morning. One of Ireland's biggest fans is also one of Canada's most recognizable faces. And soon, former International Space Commander Chris Hatfield has become a tourism ambassador for Ireland. Hadfield famously took photos from space of Ireland at night and tweeted in Gaelic. His daughter lives in Ireland where she is studying psychology at Trinity College. Hadfield is in Ireland this week where he gave a speech in Dublin, brushed up on his Gaelic in Buncrana, County Donegal at Gale School and tried hurling at Crow Park. He also extended his book signing at the BT Young Scientist Exhibition in Dublin's RDS today by two hours. He speaks at the Armagh Planetarium tomorrow. In a related story, an Irishman may soon be joining Hadfield's kind in space, but going far further than our Canadian hero ever did. County Kildare native Joseph Roche is one of 1,058 applicants called down from 200,000 who want to travel to Mars for a privately funded mission. The catch? Because of the length of the trip, 225 million kilometers, and the logistics of getting them back, they would likely never see Earth again. The Mars One project hopes to land four astronauts on the surface of Mars by 2025. Successful applicants will have to undergo eight years of training. Roche is an astrophysicist at the Science Gallery in Dublin, and he knows well the risks. There's a certain type of pe- certain breed of people who dream about this, Roche told the Irish Times. People assume that just because I want to go, that I must not be happy here, but that couldn't be further from the truth, adding that he grew up in a great family and that he loves his work. The finalists will be decided through a 24-hour reality show with viewers voting on who gets to travel. Well, this week in Irish history, on January 9th, 1922, Eamon de Valera resigns as President of the Republic following a vote to ratify the treaty on January 7th of that year by a vote of 64 to 57. He was defeated the same day in his re-election bid, 60 votes to 58. On the same day in 1929, playwright Brian Friel is born in Omagh, County Tyrone. He is most famous for plays like Translations, Philadelphia, Here I Come, and Dancing at Lugnasa, which later won a Tony Award in 1992 for Best Play. January 8, 1878, saw the death of General John O'Neill, born in Con Tibret, County Monaghan, the U.S. Civil War veteran, took part in the Fenian raids on Canada in 1866. 
January 4th, 1986, saw the death of Thin Lizzy frontman and rock star Phil Linnett. Another bad day from the Troubles on January 5th, 1976, when 10 Protestant men were shot dead returning home from their work in a textile factory when they were lined up against a minibus near Kingsmill. They were targeted simply because of their religion in retaliation for the shooting of six Catholics the day before by the UVF. And on January 6, 1940, the Irish government introduces the Emergency Powers Act, allowing for internment of Irish citizens, specifically IRA activists. And that was the news from Ireland this week. The news is brought to you by our friends at Aer Lingus, which starts Dublin to Toronto service with seven direct flights a week this April. And welcome aboard to them. Now you're up to date. Now it's back to Toronto with sharp intake of breath here in Ladies First. Jane Noonan, Kathy Murphy, Narita Fleming, Mark O'Brien, Ken Tracy, and Alex Young. Any show that can lead off with Bob and Doug McKenzie, it must be a good one, eh? So until next week, folks, Slán go foil. Command Desmond, thanks a million. And on April the 14th, Aer Lingus, Ireland's airline, is flying daily from Toronto to Ireland. Fly non-stop to Dublin from $799 round trip with our spring and Easter fares. Sale ends January 20th, so book now at www.airlingus.com. Good stuff. All right, ladies. What do you got up? So we're going to have another song now. Um, Mm -hmm. This one is called The Islander by a band called Shaniganok. And I went through grade school with the lead singer of this band. Datum? (laughs) No. No? No. All right, not that you're going to tell us. No? Come on. (laughs) (laughs) We have any new blinders here tonight? Finlander, born and bred, and I'll be one till I die. I'm proud to be an islander, here's a reason why. I'm free as the wind and the waves that wash the sand. There's no place I would rather be than here in Newfoundland. I spent some time in New York State and I nearly lost my mind. This city life's too fast for me, nobody has the time. Cement and steel and flashing lights was all that I could see. It may be good for New York State, but it's no damn good for me. I'm a Newfoundlander, born and bred, and I'll be one till I die. I'm proud to be an islander, here's the reason why. I'm free as the wind and the waves that wash the sand. There's no place I would rather be than here in Newfoundland. In Montreal, the Frenchmen say that they own Labrador. Including Indian Harbor where me father fished before But if they want to fight for her I'll surely take a stand And they'll regret the day they try to take our Newfoundland I'm a Newfoundlander born and bred and I'll be one till I die I'm proud to be an islander, here's the reason why I'm free as the wind and the waves that wash the sand There's no place I would rather be than here in Newfoundland Now that the isle is on our shore, we better take the time To develop it more carefully or else we're gonna find What could have been the answer to a poor economy It changed our way of living and destroyed our fishery I'm a Newfoundlander, born and bred, and I'll be one till I die I'm proud to be an islander, here's the reason why I'm free as the wind and the waves that wash the sand There's no place I would rather be than here in Newfoundland I'm a Newfoundlander, born and bred, and I'll be one till I die I'm proud to be an islander, here's the reason why I'm free as the wind and the waves
waves that wash the sand. There's no place I would rather be than here in Newfoundland. There's no place I would rather be than here in Newfoundland. Oh, Mark O'Brien, you dance a heck of a jig. Ah, well yes. done, boy. Yes. <laughs> um, so do we have Alice Gibson on the line now? We do. Yes, we do. Say hi. Hi, Alice. How are you? Hi, Jane. How are you? How are you? Oh, can't hear you. <laughs> you can't hear me? It's a bit uh, dicey here this morning. In terms she should of be there now. Doing. Alice, are you there? Yes, I'm here. How are you this morning? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. So thanks for joining us. No problem. Um, I just wonder if you can talk to us a little bit about the Young Professionals Program with the Ireland Fund. Tell us a bit about it. Yeah, sure. So the Young Professionals Program is kind of under the umbrella of the overall Ireland Fund, um, except that it kind of aims to sort of cater to young professionals of Irish descent here in in, uh, Toronto. Um, It also, the kind of aim of it is to support cultural and educational endeavours, both here and there, and to kind of create a network so everybody here can network and get to know the overall Ireland community. That's great. And Alice, why did you get involved with the Young Leaders Programme? Um, I actually had a couple of Irish friends here who I work with, and they had been in touch with you, actually, Jane, at the very start. And when you were setting up the committee, we just thought it was a great way to stay connected to home, because it's so easy to sort of kind of lose track of culture when you're away from home. So it was just one really good way to stay in touch. <clears throat> For sure. And can anyone join this group? Yeah, anybody can join this group. So it's uh, it's quite a new group, so we don't have an established membership kind of fee as yet. So anybody can join and come out to all our events at the moment. Um, there is a committee of young professionals who actually organize the events at the moment. But as always, we are looking for volunteers. So if anybody wants to get involved, they can come along to our events, speak to us, speak to you, Jane, at the uh, centre. So, yeah, it's open to everybody. And Alice, um, why don't you tell us about the next Young Professionals event? Yeah, so the next event is our pub quiz. So this has been an annual thing for us, and it's been a huge draw. Last year we had um, a huge crowd at it, actually. So this year we're hoping it's going to be even bigger. So it's on February 20th this year, but uh, the location is still being decided. So I think what everybody should probably do is just log on to our Facebook page, which is the uh, Ireland Fund of Canada Young Professionals. And then we'll update that as we get closer to the event. So, uh, yeah, it plans to be a great event. Yeah, that's great. No, the first pub quiz I ever went to was the Young Professionals uh, one, and it was a fabulous really? night. And, yeah, I look forward to it every year. Uh, yeah, it's no, it's great. brilliant. Yeah, it's good. Well, Alice, thanks for calling in. I really appreciate it. And no uh, you guys are doing a great job. Is she really Thank you. <laughs> that's not a leash accent, just so you know. No, it's not. It's pretty flat, I know. <laughs> Very good. Same, you could, same you could teach mine. O'Brien how to flatten this out. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you sound like such a bog man compared to this young Do I really? Do I? I think I have. You should hear the huh? real, authentic uh, leash accent. Alice, can you give us a can you give us a version of the real leash accent there? Oh my god! I d- uh, it's I tough. That's a good start, anyway. <laughs> and a lot of their sentences begin with that. I know. <laughs> <laughs> the town. The uh, she's from Port Leash, so mm. we used to call them call them the town. So Alice, I'm from Abbey Leaks, not far away from you there. Ah. Uh, Ah, yes, okay, yeah. Great good. Yeah, it's great. Speak technique. slowly to him. Yeah. I will, I will. <laughs> Excellent, that's fantastic. Good, great. well, thanks, Alice, and uh, we'll talk soon. Okay, great, thanks, guys. Bye. Thanks for calling in.
Bye-bye. It might be a good time, Jane, for you to tell us a little bit more about the Ireland Fund, yep. since ah, this is your yeah. hour today. Very good. Thanks, Kathy. I would love to do that. Um, so for those of you who don't know, the Ireland Fund of Canada is a registered charity. Um, our mandate is to connect people of Irish heritage to bring positive change in Canada and in all of Ireland, shaping culture, reconciliation and enhancing education. And Jane, what sort of charities do you support? Well, we provide funding to charities in Ireland focused on reconciliation, things like integrated schools where Protestants and Catholics can learn together, and community centres where kids from different backgrounds can play together and learn how to resolve their differences in non-violent ways. We also support charities throughout Ireland that give disadvantaged youth improved access to education. And what about here in Canada? Well, across Canada, we support charities that are focused on keeping Irish culture, education and history alive outside of Ireland. For example, we fund Irish language programs at the University of Toronto and Concordia University and various theatre companies and Irish programs. We're also committed to providing support to new arrivals from Ireland, 